Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Fadison, and this week we're celebrating National FFA Week. FFA is the premier youth organization preparing members for leadership and careers in the science, business, and technology of agriculture. You might recognize them with their blue and gold corduroy jacket. I know my FFA jacket still hangs proudly in my closet. Nationwide, FFA currently has about 760,000 student members who are part of the more than 8,700 local chapters in all 50 states and Puerto Rico. Today, I'm joined by two members of the Pennsylvania FFA State Officer Team, McCara Anderson, State President, and Cody Lehman, State Vice President. McCara and Cody will tell us about their journeys through FFA and share their perspectives on the future of agriculture. McCara and Cody, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Today's FFA organization helps its members develop their own unique talents and explore their interests in a broad range of agricultural career pathways. McCara and Cody, could you just each of you share with us about how you first got interested in FFA, really what you've gained from the program, and then why you were interested in serving in a leadership role as part of the state FFA officer team? Of course. So I grew up in an agricultural community, and I was really just carrying on my family legacy when I became old enough to join FFA, as all of my family members were also FFA members. And although I became a member because my family members had been, once I got involved in chapter activities, I began to carve my own path and find what I was most passionate about, which ultimately was production agriculture as well as leadership. The FFA program has contributed to so much of who I am today, but it has mainly allowed me to realize my passion for animal agriculture. It has positively evolved my communication skills I've created long-lasting connections and networks with a variety of people to have in my corner, and I have found a community that I can call home always. I wanted to serve as a state officer to be a resource to FFA members who are currently enrolled so that I can secure even better opportunities for them in the future. So my FFA journey probably looks a little bit different than most. Um, I actually didn't come from a school district that offered agricultural education or FFA, Uh, So when I was entering high school, um, I just remember I was looking at my course selection sheet in eighth grade for high school and just was kind of disappointed that there didn't seem to be a whole lot of classes that really piqued my interest. Um, My parents found out that a neighboring school district was actually uh, allowing transfer students from outside the district to transfer at no charge to take ag ag classes. Um, And I just remember I was kind of opposed to the idea at first of transferring to a new school, you know, having to... Um, meet new people and relearn that whole system. And I just remember going to tour the school and just seeing everything that the students got to do, uh, both in FFA and agricultural education. And I was just blown away. Um, It immediately sort of drew me in. And uh, I haven't really looked back ever since I transferred. Through FFA, I've just really been able to explore so many different uh, career areas in agriculture and help to find out what my passions are, as well as develop different leadership skills and um, just being able to grow in so many ways and meet so many people that I never really thought I'd have the opportunity to meet or um, do things I never thought I'd have the opportunity to do. So um, I think the reason that I really became interested in running for state office is 
all those opportunities that FFA gave to me, um, I just remember looking up to those state officers and just seeing all the ways that they influenced my life and just wanting to do the same for other students and really give back to the organization that's given so much to me. Wow, thanks so much, McCarran and Cody. It's great to hear about your experiences and uh, really what it's meant for you and your life and where you're headed here in the future. So uh, next question for you here. Uh, the pandemic has certainly impacted all aspects of our lives, and we've had to adapt and adjust in many ways. I guess, Cody, this one's for you. Could you share with our listeners about how the FFA program, really both at the local chapter level, but then again at the larger state and national level, how the program has had to adapt to this environment to continue to meet its mission? I'm not going to lie. It's definitely been difficult. I'm sure I don't have to explain that to anybody that this year has been different, and it's really been hard. Um, But the unique thing about this situation is that we are all experiencing this together, um, and everybody's been influenced one way or another by this pandemic. And something that we've heard over and over again this year is our mission as state officers has not changed just the way that we conduct that mission. Um, So we've really seen that same attitude of resourcefulness from all of our members and our ag teachers across the state. And rather than just sitting back and saying, well, this year is different and we can't do anything, we've seen them really step up to the plate and say, what can we do with what we have? So we've seen everything this year from drive through chapter banquets to after-school lock-ins. And other than just in-person events and um, trying to keep members and students engaged that way, we've even seen the, the virtual world, obviously, isn't something that we'd probably all choose to be in um, over in-person. But there's been so many new opportunities through virtual events that we really haven't had the opportunity to do before. The first thing being our Inside the Jacket series that we started this year just as a recorded way to reach out to members, whether they're first-year members or maybe second- or third-year members that just want to learn a little bit more about what is FFA and what do we do. Um, We've provided a recorded video series on our YouTube channel for that. And just last week, we had the National Officer State Experience Week, which is something that we've never had the opportunity to participate in before just because of scheduling conflicts. Um, But with the virtual setting, we were actually able to have four of the national officers zoom into schools all around the state and present workshops and different keynote speeches, um, which was just an incredible experience for our members to get to interact with a national officer one-on-one and um, just something that they wouldn't have had the opportunity to do before. So it's been different, but it's just been incredible just to see the way that our teachers and our members have really stepped up and um, taken initiative to make the most out of this year, even though it looks so different. Wow, thanks so much for sharing that, Cody. Uh, it's uh, new opportunities for sure, and I'm glad to hear of the, the new ways that have been embraced there uh, through FFA. So serving as part of the state officer team is a big honor, and I just want to say congratulations to both of you on that achievement. Uh, Makara, I guess a question for you here. Could you share your greatest takeaway so far uh, in serving in your state leadership role? I would love to, and thank you so much for the congratulations. Um, Serving as a state officer is truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and my teammates and I are incredibly grateful as well as humbled to represent our over 13,000 Pennsylvania FSA members. For me, my greatest takeaway so far this year is the power of being present. Especially in these virtual COVID times, we understand that we seriously have a need for human interaction. And it is so important that we are making those special connections with each other and those around us. 
And this year, I have really learned to be intentional in my time with members as well as those non-members so that I can always err on the optimistic side and be positive no matter the situation. And it is so important that those that are in leadership positions, no matter whether it's FFA, politics, um, in a specific career field, um, it is so important that those leadership positions are involved in our community members' lives and that they are always setting that great example of positivity and optimistic, which I think we are especially seeing the benefits of this year. Certainly. You're exactly right, uh, Makara, that positivity couldn't be any more important here this year. So as uh, we wrap up here today, uh, we know, you know, FFA is focused on the future, really preparing the next generation for what lies ahead. So I'd love for you to answer a a bit of a two-part question, uh, if each of you could. So first, if you could tell us about your future, you know, really, where do you see yourselves in the future and how are you going to continue to be an advocate for the industry? And then uh, secondly, I'd love to hear about what excites you about the the future of agriculture. So really what excites you the most about the future of agriculture? So Cody, we'll take, let you take this one first, and then we'll go to Makara. Well, I'm actually going to answer that sort of in reverse order. Um, the thing that really excites me about the future of agriculture is that it's constantly changing. Um, agriculture is a science-based field, and it's just so neat to see how it's always changing and adapting to say, how can we do things better and more efficiently? So something that really excites me about the future of agriculture is the increased interest in cover cropping and regenerative agriculture. Um, I had the opportunity to attend a meeting with a couple of local farmers just this past week who were really interested in the whole soil health and regenerative agriculture side. Uh, It's just been neat to see how they've been implementing new methods and trying to grow more food. Um, As we know that the population of the United States is only going to increase Um, It's just been neat to see the way that um, they can utilize cover crops and new technology to grow more food on less land to feed that growing population, but also grow that food in a way that's uh, profitable for them and also healthy for the environment and sustainable and really leaves the land better than they found it. Um, So that's just something that really excites me about the future of agriculture. Uh, So because of that, um, because of FFA, um, that's really helped to uh, show me where my passions lie in um, plant and soil science. So as for me, I would like to pursue a career in plant and soil science and really see um, help to advocate for agriculture by promoting those methods of regenerative agriculture and cover cropping and see how we can implement them to, um, like I said, grow more food on less land and help to feed that growing population in a way that's uh, profitable for our farmers and also sustainable for our environment. Great. Thanks, Cody. And and Makara, from you. Yeah, so I am currently a sophomore at the Pennsylvania State University, um, University Park, where I'm studying animal science. And then I have minors in agribusiness management, as well as wildlife and fishery sciences. And um, right now, I would really love to obtain a position with the um, United States Army Corps of Engineers at the Racetown Lake Project as one of their park rangers and then eventually move up through the ranks to become um, their environmental stewardship ranger. I had an internship there over the summer, and I'm going to be uh, working there again this summer as a park ranger, and I just absolutely love um, educating people about the environment and um, all the conservation efforts that we are doing at Racetown Lake to be sure that um, that part of nature is going to be sustainable for many years into the future. And so 
in these positions, I would be um, involved in protecting our environment, but also being sure that people are educated about those different aspects of our environment that we are trying to protect. Um, plus, I will always raise my sheep flock on the side. And then I agree with Cody on um, how exciting it is about all these new agricultural advancements that we have to look forward to um, over our lifetime. Uh, but for the future of agriculture, I am also super excited for all of the students and young agricultural professionals who will find themselves in these agriculturally related positions in the next few years. Our SSA membership is always growing, and it is uh, this year we have our third highest membership number ever. So we have a fantastic group of students who soon will use what they are learning in their classrooms and in their SAE projects, and they'll be preparing to apply that to an actual career in agriculture. And I'm just so excited to see um, the Bright Minds work together to um, feed our growing population as well as to solve all of these issues that we may face in agriculture. Well, Makara and Cody, really both of you excite me about the future of agriculture, and I'm sure our listeners can agree it's really so great to hear from eager young people who are dedicated to making a difference. And just want to say thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast and really for your leadership in agriculture and good luck in the future. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, and we appreciate AgChoice celebrating National SSA Week with us. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by AgChoice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.